Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, a podcast series brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Herb Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. Impacting Jamaica shines the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects, and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate, and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy. Welcome to another in the series, Impacting Jamaica, as we continue to spotlight acts of kindness and selflessness from individuals and organizations in the diaspora. On this occasion, we're talking with members of the St. Elizabeth Technical Alumni Association, President Donovan Wilson and Treasurer Nadine Linton Whitehead. Uh, gentle folks, welcome to Impacting Jamaica. My name is Aubrey Campbell. Thank you, Aubrey. Good evening. Very well. Uh, so Donovan, uh, Nadine, the St. Elizabeth Technical High School Alumni Association, and we will use the acronym as much as possible, steps throughout our presentation. Um, let me, of course, ask first and foremost, how has the association weathered the, the storm that has been uh, COVID-19 over these past, what, 12, 13, 15 months or so? Well, I think I would start by saying, like everyone else, we have made good use of the virtual space. We've used Zoom for a lot of things, including fundraising activities, right? And that it has actually helped us to um, remain relevant and indeed to do some things that we would not have been able to do under normal circumstances. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. Nadine? Absolutely. Um, I, I echo the same sentiments that Donovan just mentioned. We managed to have three super functions. Um, we had a very well-supported Christmas um, service. We had another um, service, or which is the kickoff church service for our year. Mm -hmm. um, and we, yes, we had a very good um, social night, you know, um, that was a raffle one night. Oh, and we raised some good funds. Um, because yes, we, we did super things. Um, we were able to, you know, get a funds to send tablets down and laptops to the school for the needed um, students day. Because at this time, you know, that was so needed. Yes, yes, yes. And if I may, and at the risk of um, Nadine virtually cutting my head off, right? We actually had a grant in the name of one who I regard as the best principal ever, Mr. John Pottinger. And, um, you know, previously we gave about $3,000 per year to six students. Right. And the tablets that Nadine mentioned actually came about because we decided to split that grant and instead of giving 3000 to six students we agreed to give half of the money to four students and to use the other half to get some tablets and as the word of course got out to the wider alumni community you know the number of tablets we ended getting almost doubled 
So certainly, you know, very proud of those alumni who chipped in to make it that we far exceeded our goal. It, it, Donovan uh, and Nadine, it, it is very interesting looking at the, the brief for the association in that you, your uh, unit would have been one of the more uh, busy alumni associations through 2020 had it not been for the, for the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, for a long time, people look at Stets as if it's a sports school. Yeah. I think it is um, embodied in that nice um, monument that is at the entrance to the institution, which says the home of champions, right? Uh -huh. But one of the things that Principal Wellington has worked hard at is to change that perception of Stets as being just a sports school, yes. right? And so there's a lot of things that has been going on on the academic front that you don't hear much about, but wow. Stets is actually making great strides outside of the arena of sports. Of course, then you have champs and we end up being the 100 meter champion from class three through class one. And we're like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, once a champion, always a champion. You know, yeah. uh, um, I, I want to, to spend a few minutes, Donovan and Neji, looking at, you know, I mean, uh, if, if I may say that almost all the alumni associations um, have in their arsenal the, the need and the support for scholarships. Uh, uh, share with, with my audience, you know, that, that part of what and how Stets manages their scholarship program. So there are two primary scholarships that we have. One's the uh, John Pottinger grant, which I mentioned previously. And the second is the uh, Watson grant. Mr. Watson was um, one of the very beloved principal of states, I think right up there with Mr. Pottinger, right? And um, in terms of administering the scholarships, I don't think a lot of people realize this, but if you're truly administering a scholarship, you're then required to maintain progress reports on the students who have received the scholarships and to be able to track what they're doing. Right. And therefore, we decided to take the approach where we would offer a grant. What that does is it allows us to not get into the administration and not run afoul of the IRS rules. Because basically, the school does the selection. The school, you know, under our guidance around the criteria, the school does the selections. Come back to us and let us know who the winners are. And we provide the grant. Yes. So that's the approach that we have taken where our grants are concerned. And yes, the, the grants that Donovan just mentioned um, represents two of our well-beloved principals. Um, one is run by um, the Kenneth Group because Mr. Watson. <laughs> Mr. Watson, <laughs> for me, that's his name. Mr. Watson, um, he's the disciplinarian who um, Cadets um, love so much and think he was in their area. Um, one of the best principals. So they kind of group pretty much um, fund that grant. Um, and the alumni fund the one now from Mr. Pottinger. Both are up on our website and easy access to, of course, I'm, I'm gonna do my treasury plug. They're both there up on our website, web website and um, easy access for people to go on there to do um, donations too. Almost um, all the 
alumni associations are now uh, sort of uh, coming back out of that uh, cocoon, that isolation uh, induced by the COVID pandemic uh, activities. Let's say New York area is quote unquote reopening, uh, reopening and there are a lot of stuff being reimagined. Uh, where where is Stets in all of this? I think three things come to mind. You know, first of all, we would traditionally have a boat ride on Father's Day weekend, which comes up in about two weeks, right? And we have an event planning team in place, and we did not believe that we were quite ready to go back to that in-person boat ride yet. So um, no plans to have one this Father's Day weekend. However, we've also normally had a annual picnic in the park in July. And this is going to be our first in-person event in over 15 months. On July 17th, we will be having our annual picnic in person and it is gonna be held, we're normally in Glen Island Park up in New Rochelle, right? This time around, we're going up to our FDR State Park. But as I said, this will be our first in-person event since the advent of COVID. And of course, as you're aware, Arbor, we traditionally have a Christmas event and um, there are rumblings around <laughs> having that event in person. Yes, Let's yes. just put it that way. Yes, yes, yes. But Donovan, yes. before we get to the Christmas event, we normally have our October um, event, which is our gala in October. Right. Normally we use this event to, to, to honor or to give back, give thanks back to someone who have made a mark in our sex community over the time. Right. So we are in the planning stages now of um, that October event. Uh -huh. And um, that will be coming up, um, the words about that will coming up soon. So that's the picnic, the October event, and the Christmas party. And right. now that Nadine has opened the door, <laughs> let me just say that um, has. February 26th this year actually marked the 25th anniversary of the New York chapter, of the, I, I won't say the New York chapter, of the New York Alumni Association, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we're pretty much in a year of celebrations which has been muted because of COVID. Mm -hmm. I will also say that October 10th will mark the 60th anniversary of STETS and there is a year of activities planned from October 10th this year through um, September of next year and that, um, annual gala that we have this October, it's scheduled for October 16th, will actually be a part of the 60th anniversary celebration. So that will be the U.S. leg or one of the U.S. legs of the 60th anniversary celebration. So we're certainly looking forward to it. Uh, I, I, uh, Donovan, uh, Nadine, I'm going to come back to that uh, major milestone celebration 60 years of stats but 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 uh -huh. I, I want to just uh, spend a couple of minutes on that what seems to be a very unique relationship with the the the, the stats uh, alumni association and the umbrella group the union of jamaican alumni associations uh tell us about that oh wow where do i begin <laughs> let me say that um years ago when our then treasurer um, came to us with the idea of becoming a part of UJA, right? 
I was probably one of the biggest uh, skeptics. <laughs> so here we are today, many years later, and that relationship has blossomed and been fostered to the point where um, the annual huge raffle is perhaps our biggest fundraiser each year. And it enables us to do many of the things that we do with respect to stats. I think the relationship has been very beneficial. I think UJA has provided a gateway and a path for associations to do things that they would not normally do and to be successful at it. And um, I just want to make sure that in the interest of full disclosure, I do note that I am actually um, the vice president of the Union of Jamaica Alumni Associations and very proud of all the things that has occurred between that group and um, you know what Stets has been able to do through them and with them. We do have a good relationship with the user community. Um, very beneficial, like Donovan said. Um, we are we are looking forward to actually we're in the middle of selling the tickets now for this year's raffle, which should be closing in July. And COVID didn't stop us um, last time, and certainly not this time. <laughs> um, and, and also with the relationship that we we, we have um, formed with other schools, we actually have our Christmas party with three schools or three other schools. Hmm. Um, so we have Stets, Murgrove, Dintail. Um, yeah. We have our Christmas party together. So we do have nice camaraderie going on there. Interesting, interesting. We do support events that other schools are um, hosting and likewise they support ours. But very interesting. We're speaking with members of the St. Elizabeth Technical High School Alumni Association. We're speaking with uh, President Donovan Wilson and uh, Treasurer uh, Nadine Linton Whitehead. Uh, you heard earlier where Donovan and Nadine mentioned about the, their major uh, celebrations marking their 60th anniversary. And from the sound of it, it sounds like it's going to be a very, very uh, uh, big and worthwhile celebration. After all, it's a milestone. Donovan, I know you want to start. Nadine, you will, you, you will just quarterback him as much as you can. What are some of the events that we can look forward to that will mark this milestone uh, 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 celebrations for, for, for Stets? You know, Aubrey, before I answer that question, right, I wanted to share something with you which not many people are aware of. Mm. And that is the fact that whereas many of the schools in Jamaica were started through relationships with um, churches or rich benefactors, right? <laughs> the records show that Stets was actually formed through the efforts of the people of the community of Santa Cruz. In fact, I remember being at a function where um, Professor Alvin Wint, then Vice Chancellor of the University of the West Indies spoke. And he had actually done some work around that, right? And by the way, I must know that Professor Wint is actually a state's old boy. Okay? <laughs> and um, he, yes. he shared the fact that, um, you know, the school was actually formed through the efforts of the people of Santa Cruz and a relationship that was developed with then, um, I believe it was Alport that it was called at the time. 
So with that being said, when we started in 1961, I am told that there was a single building at States, mm -hmm. right? And over time, the campus expanded. And that is why the first set of students actually went in on October 10th, 1961. And it is why the celebrations will kick off with a church service on October 10th, 2021, mm -hmm. right? Then of course, on October 16th, we'll have the banquet in New York. There are a series of other events that are scheduled throughout the months following that. But the highlight is always what we like to call homecoming week. And as it currently stands, I am told by the principal and the planning committees working on this, and um, we are looking towards the week of June 24th, 2020, 2022 rather, 2022. when we expect that thousands of Stets alumni will descend on the town of Santa Cruz and make this a grand occasion. So that will be the highlight of the year, but there will be a number of other things that will be held during the year. And of course, uh, the, the, the concern is going to always be where do they find you, where do they, how do they connect with you in the event they want advanced information, let's say. So we just had our website um, revamped, redone, revitalized over the last few months. And as information become available, it will be posted on www.stetschat.com. That's stetschat.com. So more to come. And as soon as it's available, the information will be up there. We're also looking to use this as a portal for people who intend to be at the reunion to be able to register their interest in the different events or whether they want to get a package which allows them to go to all events or just individual events. What does, what does the treasurer have to say? <laughs> well, um, I'm going to say, Santa Cruz, look out. Get ready for us. I know there has to be a lot of walking in town because there won't be enough space for cars to drive through town. <laughs> <laughs> because in, in uh, traditionally, when school is in session, Santa Cruz is vibrant, up and popping. But once school closes, it turns to be a ghost town. <laughs> so we're coming back, Santa Cruz. Look out for us. <laughs> Mm -hmm. It's going to be a whole week um, of us there. I can just, just imagine over all the years, people are planning already um, to come on down there to celebrate with us. And I think particularly when you look at the work that Mr. Keith Wellington has done at Stets yes. during his tenure, one cannot just be amazed at where he has gone. You know, I've had conversations with him about part of the vision that he has where Stets is concerned. And I know a big one is to make Stets to be one of the first schools in that Western region that actually has an artificial track. <laughs> and certainly whatever we as an alumni group can do towards helping them to get there, you know, we'll certainly be doing that. And if I may, Aubrey. It's, it's, it's interesting, um, you know, the, the, the level of uh, our support and involvement of the, the many alumni associations with, 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 with schools in Jamaica. Um, and and it, it stands to reason that the, 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 the government uh, oftentimes uh, uh, encourages this kind of a, a camaraderie and support between alumni and the actual school. Uh, share, share your thoughts on that, Donna Vernon. I'll defer to Nadine, and then I will chip in. 
We've had very good support, I would say, um, especially by Mr. Wellington being the head of um, our school there, um, especially with, with, with sports. He was very instrumental in um, making sure that the, 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 the sports team, the soccer team or track team, um, standards are kept, you know, as far as they're concerned. Just recently, when, when we had to um, return to school um, after COVID, we were one of the first schools to reopen. And that's because of the support that we got, again, from the government and from also Mr. Wellington um, as our head. Um, he's also, Donovan, I will leave this to you to make it sure you get, I get it right. He's the head of- well, ISA, the Intersecondary Sports right. Association. He is the president, yes. He's the president there. So with that being said, he makes sure that, um, you know, our school gets the support that's- Leading by example. Uh -huh. Of course, yes. Oh, okay. yeah, and, and let's just pivot back for a minute to our discussion regarding the Union of Jamaica Alumni Associations, right? right. You know, there are many alumni associations within the U.S. Mm -hmm. There are 61 of them that are members of UJA, mm -hmm. right? And who knows how many others that are out there. Right. I think one of the things that UJA has brought to the table and state certainly has been a beneficiary where this is concerned, is a collective way of sharing information to make sure that associations know how to do the right thing. Many of our associations would not have gone ahead and registered as nonprofit organizations, you know, without some of the guidance provided by UJA. And some of the ones that are registered may not even have been aware as what are the things that are required to keep their registration going. Something as simple as making sure that, you know, you file some sort of a tax return, even if it's just an informational return with the IRS. Some organizations were not aware of that. And, you know, we've made sure to highlight that to organizations, right? Because the reality is that you can lose your tax exempt status. Mm if you're not, um, you know, taking the right action where that status is concerned. So, you know, certainly UJA has played a huge role in making sure organizations are aware of what they need to do to be in compliance. You know, I can also say that having Nadine come in as our treasurer, right, has helped us to become more focused in terms of how we collect funds and how we disburse funds for different things. Stets alumni has only had two aims. There are some organizations that when you look at it, they have a laundry list of aims. <laughs> Our yeah. aims have been simple. One, to give back to Stets. And two, to provide fellowship and camaraderie for our past students. Mm -hmm. And we believe that as long as we're doing those two things, then we are accomplishing the mission that we set out to do. Looking, looking down the road, look peering in the corner of the crystal ball, what can we expect from an alumni association as together, as organized, let's say, as a STETS? You, you do have a major milestone celebration coming through. What can folks look out for outside of the celebrations as it relates to STETS and the alumni association? I think that I want to answer the question this way. Many alumni association has chapters all over the place, right? Mm. And it doesn't appear as if there is 
a very clear-cut way of collaboration between some of the chapters. We've had different Stets alumni groups that were formed. There was a group down in Florida. At one point, there was a group in Santa Cruz, and I am ashamed to admit that today we don't have an alumni group in Santa Cruz, the home of champions, right? <laughs> I think the long-term vision for us, and um, you know, with the addition of our Vice President, Dr. Cecil Wright, to the team, part of that vision that he's had and he and I has discussed is where we set up what's called Stets Communities. So not necessarily an alumni chapter, but in every city, in every area, you have some past students who are just known to everybody, mm -hmm. right? And if we can get those persons to become community leaders within those areas and pull our past students together, it is our hope that we will get to a point where there's a Stets community in Santa Cruz, there's a Stets community in Montego Bay, in Kingston, in Florida, in Maryland. So you have all of these different Stets communities, which ultimately are a part of the bigger Stets Alumni Association USA. So I think that's the vision that, you know, we will be working on as we move forward. And certainly a vision that I hope that, you know, I will be able to see come to fruition as we move forward. You know, for me, it has been almost 25 years with the Alumni Association. And I have said it for a while that um, when my current term is up, that would be it for me. And that being it does not mean that I will not be involved with the Alumni Association. But I strongly believe that where many Alumni Associations are failing is in their ability to attract and retain younger members. And I think if Alumni Associations are to continue, they must attract and retain younger members. This is also one of Sullivan's sticking points too. It's always asking for those graduates for of the, the 2000 region. Where are they? There have been so many, but we are still working to find out what is it that's going to take to bring them in. A lot of them visits or, or visit our functions or on our right. websites and stuff. But to get them to take part, that's what we're working on right now. Donovan has been super over the years and um, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> he may step back <laughs> as president, but he has done a great job in recruiting or in grooming us um, to take over. And we, we do have great plans coming up for our organization. So I think you're hearing two things. One is alumni communities within different cities. And two is a push to get the past students who have left since the year 2000 to become a part of the whole alumni process. Well, of course, that I know of a fact to be a, a challenge with not only the alumni associations, but community-based organizations of that nature that fundraise, that provide benevolence, the, 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 the question, the challenge of continuity, who takes over, when the current leadership, um, for want of a better word, ages out, you know, and, and so and so, the, con the, the providing for that continuum is always a, a challenge. And so, I do understand impacting Jamaica, boosting a, a nation, the the series you you heard uh, just now from uh, Donovan Wilson, president and Nadine Linton Whitehead, treasurer from the St. Elizabeth Technical High School Alumni Association.
Thank you for listening. I'm Aubrey Campbell. Impacting Jamaica was brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Harib Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email at impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Stitcher, or on Deezer. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy.